a little bit and get to cargo prime. And let's welcome in our next guest, Karen Stevens. She's the EVP, Chief Marketing and Product over at Overhaul. Welcome in, Karen. Hi there, Blythe. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for joining the show. Now, now for folks who who may not, you know, know about you, know about Overhaul, can you kind of give us a, a little bit of an elevator pitch on on how you came to work for Overhaul and how you got started in supply chain? Yeah, no, actually, I, I guess I could say I can have uh, have an unconventional start in supply chain as it relates to kind of the broader industry. My background is actually um, I started off in in digital advertising space, hmm. so working with large global organizations, some of which we work with today in a different capacity, on um, building out their go to market plans and then also doing the execution part, getting them into campaigns um, across the the world and in some cases um, more kind of specialized on on domestic use cases. Um, I spent the first 12 years of my career in that space and, and transitioned into overhaul. Actually, b- before we were even overhaul, at the time I was onboarded in a more of a marketing consultancy capacity to um, work with our founding team um, to build out the brand, develop our story, and then also ensure that we could onboard our first kind of angel investors into the into the program. So really I was responsible for our own go-to-market strategy in so many ways, but developing the brand identity um, on the outset. So th- that was the first, um, uh, you know, good chunk of my time at Overhaul, first year or so. Um, we actually have, over the course of the last two or th- well, three or four years, experienced some really rapid growth. Um, uh, when I started the, the organization, we were five individuals. And we're now up to 250. So it, we've, we've experienced some extreme growth in that time period. So I've served in different capacities across the operational side, working in account management, servicing our customers, and developing client strategies, um, as well as really helping hone our product and develop kind of a roadmap, um, which is, is, is in my current role where I'm focused today is really around our, our, our marketing, product marketing and, and product management plans. Now, with Overhaul, it, it, the, the company itself, it focuses on, you know, yeah. supply chain, you know, uh, risk management and visibility. What is that exactly? Because I, I feel like I hear the word visibility a lot, but can you break that down of like what Overhaul actually specializes in when it comes to visibility yeah. and risk management? So our mission is really to eliminate risk within the supply chain. And that's a big... <laughs> <laughs> big wide range of things that we can do fundamentally. We focus on the logistics aspect, the in-transit piece of, of eliminating risk. So for us, that's about thinking about the, the Ds, the delays, the damage, the deviation. And actually, most recently, we, we, we've started to look at driver safety. I don't have a D for that. I guess the driver could work. But that's really focused around any kind of type of risk that can occur within um, in-transit movement of product. Um, so for us, uh, where we plug in is we're a software company. Uh, we have um, a, a managed services layer that can also support certain customers that have kind of the um, the need for higher level of service around um, monitoring of goods. But our, our company is really focused on um, providing preventative solutions to customers um, across their kind of the range of different risk scenarios. So for some of our customers, they're really looking at logistics risk, on-time deliveries, and, and ensuring that things get to where they need to go on time. 
Um, other customers are really focused around security and integrity. The security aspects is the physical value of the goods, high value goods, or it might be time and temperature sensitive goods, which plays into the integrity aspect. So if you think about the most recent um, you know, focus around movement of vaccines and ensuring that they're within a certain temperature range, that's an area that we would look to focus as well. So for us, it's about prevention, thinking about the different things that you can put in place um, prior to the product departing from the origin point um, and, and ensuring the customer has the right access to visibility information along the way um, to be able to kind of respond if there is an incident. So it's the blend of prevention, being proactive, and then also having kind of the ability to react, which I think is a critical part because as you see, if you look across the kind of visibility space, um, being able to have data around where things are at and what condition they're in is one thing, but then also to be able to impact and correct um, mm-hmm. is the next level that we look to, to, to support our customers in. Now, when you talk about risk management and, and, and trying to prevent certain incidents from, from taking place, the, the, the biggest thing you're trying to prevent is, is cargo crime. So what happens right. during a situation where it's, is, is cargo crime being committed by like, uh, is certain government entities? Is it like a pirate thing? Is it like a cartel thing? Or is it just a regular Joe Schmo is just seeing an opportunity and 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 stealing a truck? What does sort of cargo crime encompass? Well, I'll tell you, it's really varied. It's changed throughout the years. Cargo crime has been in existence for many years. And I'd say in the last 10 years, what we've seen is that cargo crime has become a lot more technological. Um, from fraudulent schemes utilizing internet load boards or fictitious carrier identities. That's where it starts. So if you think about a fictitious carrier, that's literally um, uh, having fictitious paper when the driver is going to pick up a load. So they can effectively move out of the distribution center with the load and disappear. Um, we're also we've also seen that there's other technologies that started to come into play, such as being able to um, uh, jam cellular or GPS devices, so that even if there is connectivity to the shipment, um, that is uh, effectively jammed. That's on a global level that that we see that quite often occur. And most recently, in the last couple of years, that's something that we are seeing start to appear more often, even though jammers are. Um, uh, not are effectively illegal within the US as well. So cargo crime can, can vary. There is the, uh, the 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 crime circles that exist, and I think some of the key areas. If we look at the US specifically, um, we, we see cargo crime circles within Atlanta, Memphis, um, Dallas, Fort Worth area, as well as in parts of southern Southern California. Um, so those are are, are well orchestrated um, crime rings that have um, a certain modus operandi that they, they, they leverage within their approach. And then you have crime of opportunity, which is what you mentioned, which is really around um, what our kind of age-old saying is freight at, at rest is freight at risk. Um, mm. So as you've seen in South Southern California with some of the, the delays, the, the real delays, and you may have seen on the news most recently um, in the coming out of kind of Port of Long Beach as well as L.A., um, a lot of pilferage occurring on the rail lines. That's because there's freight quite literally sitting in containers on the rail. So for us, those are crimes of opportunity that be, can be prevented um, through use of technology like our, our software to understand when these patterns are occurring and to be able to alert our customers as to 
Um, some of the behaviours that are either contextualised around, hey, your freight stopped, we know this is a known crime area, we need to get it moving, um, or, or some of the other um, things that we're seeing, such as we're, we're being alerted of um, uh, container doors opening up, and, and that's a, a, obviously a reactive measure where we'd have to take to, to be able to kind of um, instigate kind of law enforcement to get them out to um, potentially recover the freight at that point, which is which is something that we offer as a service as well. We do have um, our, a digital method of connecting in with law enforce, enforcement. That's both on a, on a domestic level, level as well as available globally. Hmm. And that allows us to send information uh, within seconds to law enforcement about um, theft that's currently in motion so that we can trigger them to get to the site and help us support in the recovery um, it's a critical part. Um, cargo crime, typically, uh, when you, you are seeing it unfold, you only have a matter of minutes, if not maybe an hour, to be able to ensure that you can recover the loads. Um, so that is something that we really look to do in a, a very fast clip when it is occurring. So, yeah, you have these cargo crime rings as well as the, the, the crime of opportunity, so to speak, that occur within certain um, areas more often than not. So we, we know about them and we're, we're always looking out for that. That that's super fascinating because so you're you're almost you're trying to prevent it by these high impact cities and and being almost like mm-hmm. on high alert and then you have the connections for if something does happen you know you can you can alert exactly. the police you know w- within a short amount of time is there any difference I guess in in the approach with the U S versus countries outside of the U S where folks may be using overhaul. Um, I would say that outside of the US, we've seen some interesting scenarios, actually. Um, more often than not, um, crime, cargo crime can be a lot more violent, hijackings, mm-hmm. even uh, worst case scenarios where, um, you know, there can be a result in death of the driver. Um, so a lot more extreme scenarios in parts of Latin America, specifically within Brazil, um, Colombia, Venezuela, which really in that case, preventative measures are pretty critical. Um, Also in parts of Mexico, we see this as well. I would say in that situation, um, we do have the ability to connect into other things, panic buttons within the cab itself. Um, Drivers are often equipped within their truck alerts, alert mechanisms to um, uh, trigger uh, an alert out to their their dispatch or their home base as well as ourselves around what's happening so that we can keep eyes on it. But again, it goes back to typically when it's at risk is when it's at risk. So if a driver gets out at a truck stop where they where there is kind of known um, criminal activity, um, that that is something that our system can kind of alert of and and help them get back on the road and into a safe location. Um, likewise, ensuring that there's um, they're in secure locked yards, and I see this loosely because you know a, a padlock on a gate isn't always going to do the trick. Mm. Um, but that's something that we focus on. We do see globally um, again this idea of the kind of fake carrier, fictitious pickups. That's widely um, something that we see as a high risk in parts of um Russia but also more often starting to occur within other areas of Europe um uh Belgium um and other parts of central Europe Netherlands and Spain as well and we're starting to see that start start to trend in in France so those are areas that we look at um and generally speaking again it goes back to ensuring that companies have 
um, the right procedures in place to, and, and working in collaboration with our logistics service providers to um, secure their secure their loads. And that, that's really what it's about. It's about making sure that everyone is working in orchestration to make this a successful journey for the driver, for, for the customer who's trying to get their products um, to the destination on time. Absolutely. Very, very well put. Now, now for, for folks who, who may be interested in learning more about overhaul and, and how they can prevent, you know, cargo mm-hmm. crime from happening in the future, where can folks follow more of, of overhaul's work and, and, and also your work as well? Yeah, so we actually have a fairly active LinkedIn. Um, I know I just wrote down TikTok <laughs> and, and my uh, participation. I'll put my hand up and say I'm not on TikTok, but I I, I will uh, I will definitely be looking into following. Be super fascinating, <laughs> right? Um, so we actually have an intelligence and response team that's very active within our LinkedIn group. So um, if you want to follow on to our LinkedIn, feel free. We're just overhaul um, on, on LinkedIn. And that, that will give you some real time, real intelligence updates. We push them out, cargo crime alerts to our customers. We also have a, a newsletter that you can subscribe through our, our, our website, over-hall.com. Um, that newsletter, again, will we'll send out... Um, cargo crime alerts that can be very localized, very specific to certain markets as well as global trends. Um, we do a lot of work in that space. We collaborate a lot with law enforcement um, as well as other intelligence groups to really ensure that our customers have the most um, most up-to-date information in that, in, in that kind of realm. Well, that's awesome. I, I appreciate all of this insight because I feel like this is a conversation that I could talk to you about for, for a really long time, but we're kind of up against the clock here. I appreciate your time, Karen, and, and I will put links in the show notes on where folks can follow more of your work and overhaul. This was super fascinating. So we'll have to have you back on again in the future. Yeah, I'd be, be happy to join. Great to speak with you both. Thank you. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts, along with my products and services, in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremley, and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.